A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. Here are your hosts, Dan Hansen and Betsy Thompson. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Betsy. Good morning, Dan. Yes, here we are, October... Some Hold such. on. <laughs> it is the 26th. It has I, been a long week. Yes. Well, and I knew that next week was Halloween. Yeah. Someone told me that this week. That's and I, I said, what? Yeah. It is Halloween is next week. It is the end of October already. Right. We have been uh, going crazy getting ready for our turn design on its head event. Yeah. Which is going to cover a multitude of nights. Actually, mm-hmm. just two. Yeah. But it feels like more. It's, gonna, <laughs> yes. it's coming up in November. Uh, mm-hmm. The one that we want to invite everybody out there listening to is going to take place on November 13. Mm-hmm. And we're going to tell you all about it at the end of the show today. But we've been so getting ready for that that I feel like I've been in a time warp. I just I can't even believe that we're hitting the end of October. Yeah, I don't know what has happened to time. That's what happens when you have so much to do. I guess so. And you're getting closer and closer to a deadline and the panic starts to set in yeah, a little there bit. there is a little bit of panic. <laughs> but Halloween is coming up. It is. Right? And yeah. the one thing I wanted to ask about right off the bat, mm-hmm. a favorite Halloween costume that you had um, growing up. I don't know if I ever had one. Well, that's boring. I have one, uh, okay. unless you can come up with one. Well, one year my siblings and I, because I have two younger siblings, so my mom dressed my brother up like a Dalmatian. Okay. And my sister was, I think, Minnie Mouse, and I think I was then Goofy. I wore my little overalls, and she made me these little felt ears. That seems and, about right. Eh, mm-hmm. You're so funny. <laughs> Except you do a better voice than I, I do. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I was an outhouse. What? That was my favorite costume of all time. That was my dad's idea. I think we had just... Mom had just bought a new refrigerator, and oh, so we had that huge so box. Wore a box. And, well, not just a box. He made a little door. He cut a little moon in it. <laughs> and I walked did. around with my arms sticking out the side. It was, sitting down was tough. I remember did that. Did you get extra candy from people because of how unique that was? Well, you know, I don't remember going around the neighborhood with it. Oh. What I do remember is going to school with it for the big parade around yeah. through the right. elementary school. Yeah. And nobody knew who I was, and mm-hmm. then they'd open the door, and there I am in the out. Well, I guess I was in the outhouse. Yeah, technically, as well as an outhouse. Uh-huh. It was a double costume. Yeah. See, up north, it snowed all the time when it came to Halloween. I mean, like every year, so you had to have a costume where you could wear twelve layers underneath oh, yeah. if you planned on going out trick or treating. <laughs> well, for me, that's one I will always remember as. The pinnacle of creativity when it came right. to my Halloween costumes. And that yes. all goes to Dad. Aww. Way to go, Dad. <laughs> Dad Made of your son the an outhouse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the teachers That's all liked awesome. it. I think he even drew little flies on the oh, outside of the box. That does not surprise me. Anyway, today yep. we're going to talk about our upcoming design event mm-hmm. because we yep. want to invite people to that. And we're going to also talk about a project that we've been working on for that, mm-hmm. that you and I, first it was made for a display. Right. That's the whole point of yeah. it. But we realized how handy it is and how we could use it in our homes or businesses as well. 
We'll right. tell you all about that coming up. Well, of course we will. And we're in the studio today with Jennifer Butler and Andy Yates from Jennifer Butler Design. And we're actually going to discuss the Benjamin Moore Color of the Year. They announced it about a week ago, two weeks ago now. And so we're going to tell you what it is in case you haven't heard. And then we're going to tell you our thoughts on it. Exactly. So but right now, Betsy wants to talk about in the two minutes that we've got. Yes. Because our interview with Andy and Jennifer, both is of those very long. parts go long. <laughs> yes. But um, you've got a tool that you want to yeah, highlight. Yeah, just a quick tool. Um, with all this building that we've been doing, there are obviously lots of screws involved, but there are also some really tiny nails, like finished nails and things like that. And traditionally, you would have to take around your little nail set and your hammer and go and tap all of those into place so that they sit under the wood so they don't pop out. And a while back, I came across this spring-loaded nail set. It's Some people call it a hammerless nail set. And it's just a spring, like a really, really heavy-duty spring. Mm -hmm. And it has two metal pieces inside, a little divot kind of at each end that sits over top of the nail head. The ends of it look like a, a standard nail set. Right. And so you put it on there, you pull back on the spring, you let go, and the force of it puts that nail right in where it's supposed to go. Right into the wood. Right. It's really handy in super tight spaces where you don't have the area to swing Mm -hmm. a hammer, you know, a conventional hammer and nail set. And it's also handy, we found, on some lightweight materials Mm -hmm. where we didn't want to use the force of the hammer. This was a little more controlled force. Yep. And with a little practice, it it moves pretty well. And we found we were able to control the depth of the nails that Mm -hmm. we put in. Sometimes with a standard nail set, you can pop them in a little farther. Right. It's really inexpensive. Yeah, it's like 10 bucks for one of these. It's totally worth it. Plus, it's one tool that you have to carry around. You don't have to keep track of the nail set and the hammer. I can't recommend it enough. All right. After this break, Mm -hmm. we're going to be in the studio with Jennifer Butler and Andy Yates talking about the color of the year. That's coming up next. Stay tuned. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back. I'm Dan Hansen. And I am Betsy Thompson. Now, I don't know if people out there have been paying much attention, but Benjamin Moore recently announced their color of the year. Oh, they're paying attention, Betsy. People were well, riveted. Some people do. I, for one, I wasn't do, but... making a joke. I was serious. <laughs> well, people they always camp ask. out by the computer waiting. Yeah, I don't know if I would go that far. But they do, people come into the stores and they do ask, so what's the new color of the year? And mm-hmm. they know what happens about this time. So Benjamin Moore's color of the year is a very, very pale pink called First Light, which I was a little surprised by. So here today with us to talk about this color of the year, we have Jennifer Butler and Andy Yates from Jennifer Butler Design. In Grand Rapids and and Boyne City. Yes, in Grand Rapids and Boyne City. For all of you who are listening up north, thank you for being here with us today. That's your cue to say thanks. (laughs) Or you could just get up and leave. Why there can be silence? (laughs) Thank you. We're glad to be back, Betsy and Dan. (laughs) Are you? I guess I'm curious now. There there has never in the history of our show, I mean, and it's not like it's terribly long, but, you know, two and a half years, 
nobody has ever given us that long of a blank stare. So, <laughs> are you today. okay with being here? Oh yeah. Awesome. Did we drag you here against your will? I know it's torturous. No, yeah, it's great. It's fun. Well, we're glad you're here to talk about this color because. I know you guys have some thoughts on everyone has thoughts when it comes to the color of the year and especially pink. When I tell people, oh, the color of the year is a pink, I get this look and they kind of cringe and wrinkle their faces and say, what were they thinking? I can relate to that. I'm not a huge pink fan. I got to be honest with you, but I like this one. It's very sophisticated. It's very adult. Mm -hmm. It seems to be, it would work really well for a lot of sophisticated palettes, both masculine and feminine. It doesn't feel baby. It doesn't feel super femmy. It's just a really soft, nice color. I think that's what people think a lot. When you say pink, I think they think it's baby pink, yeah. or it's like bubblegum, peptabismal, young pink girl and, kind of a pink. Yeah. yeah, and it's the kind that does turn your stomach a little bit right. if you're an adult. But yeah. this one, you're right. It does feel very sophisticated and doable because it's so pale. I it's, mean, it's just, just a hint of pink, right. I think. A little goes a long way. It's just a nice, soft, warm color, which is great, for especially for someone who isn't, you know, my, my favorite right. color isn't pink. So for me, it was surprising to say... Yeah, I could use that. I think that would be really good fit for a lot of projects. Yeah, and I think that's another thing people are going to ask. How on earth do you use pink in your decorating? Because people just, it's not a color that we think of when we're decorating our houses. I think it's a great backdrop color that could be a master, it could be a master bath, it could be a ceiling, it could be an accent, it could be a surprising tone where... Maybe you don't have a lot of wall space. It just kind of accentuates mm. the environment. It doesn't mm-hmm. need to be a dominant color, but it could be. You could use it in a surprising amount of areas. I mean, you could do a whole house in it, and I think it would show differently depending on the light in every room. Well, I, that's very true because I just painted some out on a wall because we're going to have that at our upcoming color and design event. Um, and it looks pink. I mean, very pale pink, but I was in one of our stores recently and they painted a picture frame or something with it and it looks almost completely white. It is... Right. And it's just the lighting that it's in. I mean, color is light, so it's yeah. you know it it's going to show differently in every environment. But it'd be a great backdrop for art. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and for more pungent colors that you really want to accentuate. Pungent colors. Does that mean we're going to smell them? No. <laughs> Very strong, punchy color, like a red or a really bold blue or a strong green. Colors that are mm-hmm. much stronger and right. have more movement, more energy. To have a nice soft backdrop is is welcoming so that they're not fighting with each other and it allows your the elements in the foreground to really come forward and be able to have a stronger personality. Right. You know, you're not going to smell them. <laughs> that, that would be nice. I feel like we're having a two-person well, conversation You're doing here. so well. I'm like I'm, looking at Andy and Dan, and they're just sitting here completely well, silent. I'm just listening. <laughs> well, I guess I'm I'm just hung up on the, the earlier story about Andy's pink socks. <laughs> and so we, we knew got, it was going to come up. We got to talk about that, because that was so funny. Okay. <laughs> it was funny. Tell us about that. Well, one of his favorite colors is pink, and he tends to bring that into his wardrobe uh, in every area possible. And he has this jacket that's a rose color, and he came in one day, and I said, oh, that's, I think it was one of the first days he ever wore it. And I said, oh, you even have matching (laughs) socks. 
Well, he had anklets that didn't. He didn't have socks, and it's just the color of his, t- of his it wasn't skin. Socks. It's very. I'm, ro- just, I'm kind of rosy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he's so. like, oh, that's my. I skin, said, my ankles. Those are my ankles. <laughs> like, how you match? It's yeah. perfect. That's very funny. <laughs> That's really funny because usually there are colors that sometimes people order and you look at it and go, oh, that's kind of a fleshy tone, but apparently he doesn't have that peachy flesh tone. He has a rosy flesh tone. He really does. Right. Yeah, he goes with everything. Women will Lots die to colors. have that skin tone. I mean, don't I know. we all want the rosy kind of color, the very pink and yeah, not so pale and fleshy looking. It is. I mean, that whole it's thing true. is funny, you know. But it reminds me of one time the craziest color match I ever had, the most uncomfortable color match in the store. I'm working, and a lady comes in, and she's bringing her husband, and he looks so sad. Or Embarrassed, or you know, he just got like like if it, if he were a dog, he would just yell that. You know, his head is down, his eyes are kind of watery, and I thought, what is happening here? And she said, "Come over here, come over here." And, and then he walks over, and she says, "He picked out some colors for his study, and it's terrible because he blends right in. I can't even tell if he's sitting in the chair or not." And I thought, "Oh, oh this is going to be one for the records." And so I start listening, and I had to match colors. I guess it wasn't a match. It was more of a blend. We wanted to coordinate colors with him. So we're holding colors up behind his head, to make and sure he's just standing there hilarious. staring at us. And we're trying to Isn't eventually... that what they do at makeup counters? Don't they uh, like to find your, your right just... palette thing? They... I've never done it. Until that time, and it was so awkward because I remember making eye contact at one. Actually, tried to avoid eye contact. With so the he wanted to coordinate no, his skin tone. Oh, okay, his, she wanted she to coordinate his skin tone. She wanted it to blend. She just so that wanted to make sure really he popped. looked good. She kept saying that. I want him to pop when he's sitting at his desk. Contrast is yeah, good. She really wanted that, and I remember making eye contact with him, and it was just like this shared. Oh that's, my goodness, I can't believe we're both in the middle of this situation. That's my crazy. heart goes out for you. Isn't there something to that though? I, I think I've heard before, you know, don't paint bathrooms these colors because when you stand in a mirror and look at yourself in the mirror and the color behind you is absolutely horrible. It well, makes you don't you want look it bad. to conflict with your skin tone. Right. Yeah, well, what you, if everybody and you in don't the family want is different. Well, I you mean, don't Andy, you, want you're need blue tones colors. to be dominant when you're trying to put your makeup on because you don't want to look like an alien. You want it to be complimentary. <laughs> <laughs> See the importance of color. Conversations I never thought I'd have. <laughs> anyway, okay, in we're in the studio with Jennifer Butler and Andy Yates from Jennifer Butler Design in Grand Rapids and Boyne City. Yes. Yes. Thank Representing you. the people up north. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And we're talking about the color of the year and basically the entire palette of colors mm-hmm. that Benjamin Moore has come out with. And let's keep going yeah. with that because you guys were just at Oh, let me think if I can get this right. ICFF, the International Contemporary Furniture Fair in in New York, York, right? And you Mm -hmm. had a great cab ride. (laughs) (laughs) I heard about that. It was amazing. (laughs) Lots of starts and stops. And Jennifer, apparently you've got a weak stomach for the whole motion thing. Oh, yeah. That was not good. Even if you didn't know it, you do now. (laughs) Oh, no. I always have. Oh, okay. Well, I'm in the same boat. So I feel your pain. Yeah. Yes, it was a it was a rough start, but then it was really great. Once we got there, I realized how fabulous it was going to be. Because you were saying that the a lot of the colors that you saw presented here, yes, at that event, mm-hmm. are very much in line with but what Benjamin Moore is predicting or 
you know, yeah, issuing I, as color trends for this year. I feel like everything that they're showing on the palette for the color of the year was represented at ICFF in some way or, or another. And they all flowed beautifully together and represented uh, probably my childhood in terms of time period. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about that. We're talking the 80s, like you yeah. said yeah. before it, we recorded. Yeah, so I feel like a lot of things have circled back and come back around. Um, they're more updated. They're more sophisticated. They're they're more today. They're not exact representations of what would have been in. But yet the feeling is very similar in terms of the wood tones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the furniture styles. Andy, you were kind of describing it as a Scandinavian kind of a feel. Yeah. So the ICFF is an international show. It's heavily dominated by European makers every year. So what we saw across the board from not just the Scandinavian countries represented, but Western Europe, some of Southern Europe, um, even some of the influence into the Asian vendors that were there was a lot of white oak a lot more tubular furniture, both metal and oak, um, lacquered brass, not satin, but lacquered mm-hmm. brass, pastels, a la the color of the year palette a little bit, softer yellows, blushes, um, you know, softer blues and greens with accents of jewel tones again. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. similar to what was popular mm-hmm. in the 80s, um, not as much neon. Mm-hmm. at the show. Thankfully. But yeah. good. Many, Thankfully. like, very much more like the 80s Art Deco influence, plus the mid-century modern movement that is, um, you know, contrary to what some critics said, I mean, it's never going to die. So everything Doesn't that came out be. of design, the classic design for the mid-century, is is really based on those Scandinavian makers, um, the the Sernins, the Vayners, the people that came over from that area and then really developed a look of furnishings here in West Michigan, mm-hmm. lucky for us, mm-hmm. right. with right. Noel, Eames, Steelcase, Hayworth, et cetera, everybody in that tradition. So we saw a lot of that. And the marketing for the color of the year, actually, what we were noticing is that it's very on trend with what seems to be the new direction for millennial decorating and design, which is a Scandinavian influenced mm-hmm. minimalism, um, an emphasis on really great quality products, but less of them. So not right. a more is more approach. Um, but yeah, it was. It seems to be appropriate for exactly what we're seeing more people request. Um, but it's also based on, you know, socioeconomics and, um, you know, geographics too. Right. We're always going to have our blue and white. Right. <laughs> In Michigan, <laughs> yeah. we're always yes. going to have a, a more of a rustic look desired mm-hmm. with plaids and, Ginghams and a little bit more southern slash country influence in northern Michigan Mm -hmm. and in cottages and lake homes. But what I think is so great about this particular palette, Jennifer and I were saying, is um, it is a very universal palette. So Mm -hmm. you can pick and choose what colors work really well. And for example, well, before you go there, let's take a break because that's what I do want to talk about is (laughs) if this isn't your thing, how do you get there? How do you use it? Do you just ignore it? All of that. (laughs) Right. We're going to be back in the studio if you guys can wait. Can sure. You hang with us? Sure. Yes, All we right. can. Excellent. We'll be back in the studio with Jennifer and Andy in just a minute. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, 
The Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back. I'm Dan Hansen. <laughs> I'm Betsy Thompson. And we're in the studio with Jennifer Butler and Andy Yates from Jennifer Butler Design in Grand Rapids. And we've been talking about Benjamin Moore's Color of the Year for 2020 and all the different tones in the Benjamin Moore palette and mm-hmm. how it's, you know, what we're seeing in the literature, the marketing pieces that they produced is a minimalistic layout. You know, everything is streamlined. But we live in an area where that's not necessarily what everybody has in their homes right now. So my home doesn't look like any of these pictures. So does that mean I'm kind of out of the loop? I'm not going to be able to use these colors or how do I work with them in my own setting, with my own stuff? Yeah, well, one thing that uh, Jennifer had alluded to the idea that these blushes, these pink, rosy blush tones, um, pair really well with masculine elements mm-hmm. to create a balance in people's spaces. So in the last few years, um, we have seen ourselves use for clients more blush tones for master bedrooms and master suites. Um, to that end, there was, you know, we had that ranch in Ada we designed for clients. And remember, the bedroom was very dark was and they had very heavy wood masculine furniture. And they just could not figure out how to lighten it up and brighten it up. We took a Benjamin Moore color, a pale pink, painted the walls and ceiling in the master bedroom in the bathroom because it was an ensuite to make it feel like one expansive space. And they loved it. Both the husband, who I would consider very traditionally masculine kind of guy, mm-hmm. and the agree. wife loved it. Just recently, I had um, other clients who, in their very sunlit master bedroom, um, you know, the wife wanted a soft, pale pink, and he didn't feel like it was going to be appropriate. Like, oh, I don't know. I don't want to wake up in pink. Mm-hmm. I Again, it was a color very similar to First Light that we used in there. And they're both thrilled because they have a heavy leather bed wood nightstands. Mm -hmm. So you have to be able to create a balance. And using a color like that soft pink is a great way to do that in a master bedroom because it's not harsh. Um, It's easy to wake up to. It's easy to go to sleep to. And I think it becomes really universal, like Jennifer said, as a backdrop for art Mm -hmm. and other stronger colors, perhaps, like the jewel tones or the emeralds or the other colors that work really well as shown in the marketing for this color of the year. I know at that furniture store, we were tooling around getting ready for our event, and mm-hmm. we were at UBU Furniture. Yep. They always supply us with furniture for the event, and we're going to let you know about the event because it's open to the public, and we want to see a bunch of people out there and ton of information, but we'll get to that a little bit later. But in looking at all the furniture, we saw that mm-hmm. one setting that I kept pointing out to you because it so caught me off guard. It was right. like dark gray, you know, a great gray on mm-hmm. the couch yep. and all of that, but they had a pink backdrop yeah, behind they, it. Yeah, or, or kind pink of like elements corally pinks, but it was for sure pink, and there was a lot of pink in the store. It was a color that I wouldn't have, you know, as a guy thought, oh, I want that. Mm-hmm. But together with that balance, it really created a great setting. So I completely get what you're saying. Look at me. I, I think it. balancing wow. out the masculine and the feminine is something people have a hard time with. Mm-hmm. But it's a nice feature to be able to to find that happy that happy place with with colors and textures and and the weight of them. Where you know if you have a dark, heavy masculine element, you don't need to go to a 
super bubblegum pink. You just want a nice, soft, warm hue that balances mm-hmm. it out and finds that middle ground that can just make it beautiful. And that's the benefit of working with a designer. You know, you mentioned this home in Ada, you know, right? Where they didn't yeah. know what to do, how to bring that mm-hmm. room. It, it just didn't work. To give it life. Yeah. Right. And so all the colors that you naturally, you know, mm-hmm. that we tend towards weren't working. It takes somebody coming from a different point of view mm-hmm. who can, you know, kind of steer you in another direction that you might not have gone. And that's the benefit of, you know, working with somebody who's not just your right. mom. Not that mom's <laughs> bad. <laughs> or your sister or your best friend. You know, and that can all be great. But yeah. generally what happens is we lock ourselves into certain palettes. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas when you're working with what you guys do, you really can't allow yourselves to be locked into palettes, I would assume, right? No, it's all driven by the personalities and the environment and the light and everything involved in different projects, whether it's residential or commercial. It mm. can't be... I mean, really, if you stay with the same thing, how boring. There's so many options right. to colors and to be open to a myriad of possibilities just makes it so much more fun. How do color trends fit in with that? I think they just get the public interested to think that there's really something going on because we try to bring out what is true to any person or project and bring out what's really them but a lot of people don't trust that and they need trends to feel like they Mm -hmm. can participate in the latest fact they need to feel like they're involved in the latest and greatest they can't just go what's what true to them they feel like that's boring marketing in interiors is very similar to the marketing in the fashion industry Things become cyclical over time, right? So everyone now is looking to the past to influence what they're doing, hopefully to engage in the conversation and create something that has impacts, whether that's short-lived or long-lasting. So when we look at these palettes that um, a Benjamin Moore might put together for Colors of the Year, I think what they're trying to do, as always, and you can look back over the long trends of design over the decades and see this. Um, They're trying to understand what the moment is right now in the zeitgeist, while also obviously, because it's a marketing piece, understand that this is a tool to allow people access to what Mm -hmm. they might be normally scared or timid to try. Like Jennifer was saying, people sometimes need the encouragement of an Mm -hmm. advertisement, whether or not it's showing a pink tone as color of the year to try it themselves or to dare to be bold, right? It gives them permission to say that it's okay and acceptable in certain environments and to use in Mm -hmm. certain ways that they themselves wouldn't be either creative enough to come up with or just too scared to try. Yeah, we did this similarly. Um, As much as I like, you know, pink, I'm also, uh, you know, a fan, and this was a recent trend that we still see with navy walls. Mm -hmm. But I've always really loved navy black charcoal walls. Some people think that's crazy. But like we said, in the right context, there is no bad or good wall color. Mm -mm. It's just about the environment, the architecture, the quality and amount of light, the balance. Your personal preferences. What what you you love. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think that's important because right now my mom is contemplating a dining room kitchen remodel and 
we have had numerous discussions over the past couple weeks and she thinks she has a plan in her head and she goes, oh, but I'm afraid that it's it's too trendy and it's going to be out of trend soon. And I said, it doesn't matter. Do you like that? Is that what you want? And come to find out, I think it's not exactly what she wants. I think she wants something that's similar to what she has now, just modified a little bit, you know, different color countertops and things like that. I said, Mom, it doesn't matter if you like it. It doesn't matter if it's trendy now, if it's going to go out of trend later. You know, if you like the baby pink that or this pink that we have this year. Which we expressly said was not. I know. And then I just said it's baby pink. (laughs) (laughs) If you like the pink. Then go with it. I mean, it's your personal preference. These yeah. trends the color are just trends are tools. You. They're not necessarily it's just to rigid, open your mind. rigid rules. They're more like guidelines, right? <laughs> Correct. The, and you yeah. know that it's paint, so you can you can tint and shade these at your whim to create a custom color for you. That's a version of their suggestions mm-hmm. and their only suggestions. suggestions exactly. That is, you know, that you're comfortable living with. That's appropriate for your space. And that isn't necessarily what everyone else has to have. Mm-hmm. Because these blush tones and these jewel tones, I mean, they're they're not new for 2020. This has been something that's been happening in interiors for years, that we've seen this resurgence of an interest in these softer, more pastel colors. So it's just a matter of use and preference. But yeah. I do agree that it helps if you're frustrated and you're actually unsure of what you like to hire a design professional, even for a color consultation, mm-hmm. it's usually worth it just to help you gain that peace of mind in knowing that the colors you've selected, you really do like them. Right. And they will work together mm-hmm. as a harmonious palette. Right. But it's not just for our homes. It's for businesses as well. Because when a customer steps into your business, you want them to have a certain feeling when they walk in. You want a certain atmosphere. And it's not always easy to get to that point. So designers, I think, are really important in that aspect for our businesses, just to make them places that our customers are going to be comfortable in. And when you do this, sometimes you have to turn your design on its head a little bit. You have to think a little uh, bit outside the so box. You're so smart, Betsy. Uh-huh. You're going to talk did about our like, event. Did you like how I did that? I did. That was uh-huh. pretty good. Uh-huh. Um Because it's not always easy to step outside of what you know and where you're comfortable, but sometimes that's what we really need to do. And you do have to turn design a little bit upside down, and that is the theme of our color and design event this year. Jennifer and Andy have been to our previous events, and yes, we do cover the color of the year, but it's It's so much more than that. So. Guys, why don't you give our listeners a little taste of what you feel? I mean, obviously, we put it on every year. We know you know, what we think of it. What do you guys think of it? What do you think our listeners are going to get if they come to this event? I think you get what's new. I think you get to understand all of the, the newest, the latest and greatest in the products and how to utilize it, how to specify it, where you can apply it, um, all the benefits of each individual element, I guess, you know, whether it's ScuffX, which to me was a great product to learn about. Uh, last year, was it last year? Last year we highlighted it. This yeah. year we're really going to dig into it a little more. Yeah, I there's think, a lot of components there's that a lot we want to highlight here. <laughs> I think that kind of a product was a really great thing for us to be able to understand how to improve what we're doing 
And um, it's fun. There's a, a raffle, and there's all kinds mm-hmm. of people in the industry, and there's food. Um, I just thought it was an enjoyable event. Um, for the general public, to be able to attend an event such as this, where you're going to have exposure to these really fun, interesting ideas that you guys are curating, turn design on its head, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we've been able to see a little sneak peek of some of the installations, and they look really cool. I was actually pretty surprised. I think it's going to all come together really well. And I'm excited to see how you're going to fold the idea of out-of-the-box design thinking into this color palette of the year from Benjamin Moore and also what you've said are other trends coming up for homeowners to be aware you know, in wood tones, in mm-hmm. different elements of design, not just colors of paint and not just maybe looking at different installations as a novelty. And we will tell you at the end of next segment how you can get your tickets and reserve your spots. But for right now, Andy and Jennifer, if our listeners do want to get in touch with you, if they want to schedule a color consultation or just ask you some questions or just look you up on the web, how's the best way to get in touch? You can check out our website, jenniferbutler.design, or you can reach out and call our office, 551-2168, and uh, discuss what you'd like to do and how we can help you. Excellent. Jennifer Butler and Andy Yates from Jennifer Butler Design, thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Now, when we come back, we're going to be talking about a really cool design element for home or business that we stumbled into completely by accident. That's the way it generally happens. That's coming up next. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, Betsy, it's time to let everybody know how they can get tickets to this major, life changing, <laughs> earth shattering event. Okay, I don't know that, that we're it's... hosting. No, no, no. Don't, don't, don't walk me off the ledge here. Let uh, me just leap. <laughs> okay, I'll remember that. Life-changing, uh-huh. amazing event. Yeah. West Michigan's premier design event. I certainly hope you deliver on all the things you are just saying right now. <laughs> if we don't, it's still going to be memorable. <laughs> it it's going to be. be life-changing. I didn't say for who. Right. It might be life-changing for us. We might yeah. be looking for work after uh-huh. this. No, we think it's going to be really good. Yeah. It's a really fun event. We've done mm. them for about three or four years now. Yep. Every year they get a little bigger or a little more focused. Yeah, we always have to outdo what we did the previous year. <laughs> and we also try to fix things that maybe weren't the ideal. Right. And try to, you know, really, really fine tune this so that everybody gets the most out of this evening. Mm -hmm. And we run two evenings. One is designed for architects and interior designers, painting contractors, builders, wood finishers, that crowd. Mm -hmm. If you're in that crowd and haven't gotten an invite or haven't signed up yet for the event, email us at radio at repcolite.com and we'll tell you how you can get on board for that one. Mm -hmm. But now we're running a second night for DIYers. Yes, that is November 13th, and it's really easy to participate in this event. All you have to do is go to design2020.eventbrite.com, and right there you'll see how you can get tickets. They are $10 a piece, but the great thing about that is everyone gets a $10 RepcoLite coupon in their gift bag, so really the event ends up being free. And to make it even better and even cooler. Mm Mm-hmm. 
It's like one of those things on TV. There's one more thing. <laughs> what right. makes it even better is that if you go to Eventbrite, mm-hmm. design2020.eventbrite.com, mm-hmm. and you click on tickets, there's a little blue link right above the general admission tickets. You'll see it right away. Yep. You click that, and it says enter promo, mm-hmm. and you enter radio, and you get $5 off of those tickets. So their tickets are 50% off if you enter that promo code. Yeah, so, so there's no reason not to come out. And you still get a $10 gift certificate. Oh, so we're paying them to be paying here. Paying you to be there. We want people <laughs> in the seats because it's going to be that cool. It's a really great night. And there's great food. Of course. Wine. Yep. Desserts. Yeah. It's just a ton of fun. It Everybody is a who ton comes of fun. leaves very happy. Yes, generally now, they do. Let's get to some of the things that we built. And one of, the, in fact, let's not get to some of them. Let's get to one specific thing. Mm-hmm. Because we created, what would you call them? Little panels? Yeah, they're panels. We were painting them just as backdrops and wallpapering some of them as backdrops for some of the things that we're going to be displaying. And I guess what really brought this all on was we had six panels and we were wallpapering a mural on these six panels. Because... We should describe the panels really quickly for anybody who wants to get a, get an understanding of what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Basically, we framed them with one by two pine. Yes. Just a really nice Mm -hmm. one by two pine and then put quarter inch thick plywood over them. They're about 19 inches wide. The one that Betsy's talking about, the ones that she's talking about, 19 inches wide, about eight foot high. Mm -hmm. I mean, they could be any size. Right. But those are the panels. Super lightweight. Yeah. And that was the whole point. We could create a backdrop Mm -hmm. with them. And like you're saying, we put a mural on them. Yeah. And as I was doing this mural, I started to think this is a really great way to put some wallpaper on a wall without actually, you know, dedicating the wall to the mural. Because that's the problem some people have with wallpaper is I put it up and then I have to live with it up. And what happens when I want to tear it down? This is a really easy way. You just hang those panels on the wall and they're so lightweight. It's just like it one nail. It is so cool. Both of us came to that idea almost at the same point. Yeah. Because a mural, it, mm-hmm. it is, it's not inexpensive. Wallpaper no. isn't inexpensive. Right. And, you know, because I was looking at this mural and I was thinking how cool it was. It's feathers. Mm-hmm. It's huge. It's nine yeah. foot wide and right. almost eight foot tall. Mm-hmm. Huge. Right. And it's really, really cool. It's very striking. Right. And I kept thinking it'd be great in an office, great in mm-hmm. a home. But what if I get tired of it? Then I put all yeah. that money and it's on the wall and I got to. And then that's when it all registered mm-hmm. in my head with these panels. You can hang them. You can butt them up to each other. You right. can separate them a little bit. Mm-hmm. It breaks the picture up. Right. But that didn't but matter at really all. But it really cool that way. And then you can move it. You yes. could sell it to somebody else, uh-huh. give it to somebody else, donate it to somebody else, put it move in it a to different another room, space, take it to the office. And then we started thinking about all the different things you could do, all different wallpapers that could go on mm-hmm. that. Yep. Bright paint colors. Yep. You know, the panels raised out from the wall, painted well, they give a look of finished art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really do. And whatever you put on them, you know, like we were saying, paint, multiple colors. You want to bring in a crazy color or something like that, something that you're a little uncomfortable with, like the colors of the year. Mm -hmm. You don't want to completely tie yourself into pink walls. Yep. What about some of these panels? Mix in some of these other colors and you can move them around whatever size you need. Mm -hmm. We've got a ton of different panels that we made. Yeah. 
for all these different displays, and we're having so much fun moving them around and just creating new it's looks. infinitely configurable to right. whatever your needs are. Perfect for almost everything. Right. Remember, you can find more information about our event, Turn Design on its Head, at design2020.eventbrite.com. And Betsy, that's it. That's all the time we've got. If you want to hear this episode again, or if you want to find out more information about our Turn Design on its Head event, you can find all of that online at repcolite.com. Right. And make sure you're following us on Facebook and Instagram because we will be posting pictures in the coming weeks, kind of giving you hints about this event. And of course, through Facebook, you can always get the link to go and get your ticket. So make sure you're heading over to those two places this week. And don't forget, the promo code is RADIO. Yes. And that'll save you 50% on your tickets. It will. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. Remember, if you're about to lose your DIY sanity, we can help you fix that crazy. And no matter how John Wayne manly you are, we can help you find a way to work with Benjamin Moore's pink color of the year. Uh, Can't we? Don't you think we can? Of course we can. I'm sure we can. Yes. Thanks for listening.